Alright, good morning. I'm Zach. I'm a college student at Cal State Channel Islands. I'm finally in my last year. I've been saying that for a couple years now. Um, and, and seriously, I want to tell you a little bit about that. Um, last semester, I probably should have finished, um, but just really, really struggled through that one. Um, had a tough time just thinking about why I wanted to finish school. I just got ideas of, hey, I could just work more right now and just, I don't know, move out and just start doing other things and, you know, maybe I can put school in the back burner burner for a little while. Um, and, and, you know, it caused me to really do bad in my, in my studies last semester. And it was just, I didn't have um, perseverance to keep going with it. And so, so that's sort of what I'm going to talk about today is, is having this perseverance. Yeah. Because I know that, you know, when you, you go to college and you get this, you get the diploma, you have to look at that, that goal of the diploma of, hey, now I can get some sort of good job. And I, I lost focus of that main goal. I didn't see the big picture yeah. anymore. Right. Um, you also, I think you have to have faith in that this is the right path for you. Right. If you think, hey, this isn't where I should even be going, or, you know, I get that diploma and I'm still not going to get a job, then you're not going to want to finish it. Um, so I know that, you know, I've struggled with getting this perseverance. I don't know which way I'm going. There we go. So I think, um, it's important just to have that image of where we are going to. Yeah. And, um, one person that I really want to talk about has great perseverance and tons of faith that guided him to do amazing thing is, um, Noah. So we all know the story of Noah, I'm not going to go too in-depth into that part of it, but, you know, he, he's announced, he's um, asked by God to build a giant ark, get all the animals on it, and survive this huge flood that's going to come upon his life. Alright? So, he spent, um, the Bible's not totally clear, but from what I was reading, a lot of people estimate maybe 60 years working on the ark. We know it was less than about 100 years, but it could have been, you know, even less than 60, but pretty good estimate based on his sons had wives and everything, um, and God told him, take your sons and their wives. Yeah. So, spending 60 years working on one project, wow. and I can't imagine, I'm looking at, you know, trying to get through four years of just get a degree, just go study, go sit in the class, let some guy talk to you for a while, take a test. Um, and he's out there every day doing something that everyone says is crazy for 60 years. And the only thing I can sort of even start to relate to that is my walk with God. I look at, I was baptized when I was 20. I can hope to live, maybe to be 80. Yeah. 60 years of this span of my life, pretty much my whole life, of building up one thing that everyone's going to look and say, you're crazy. You're spending all your time doing that. You're giving up doing other things so you can go do that? Right. Where's the, where's the goal? Where's the yeah. point of that? Where's, your, where's the fruitfulness in that? We, they don't see it, right? Another thing that um, Noah had was he had to follow very specific instructions. 
Um, God gave him instructions on how tall to make it. It was about 450 feet long, 75 feet tall. Um, and told him how many rooms to make. Told him how many of each animal. It was about seven, of, seven pairs of the clean animals, two of the unclean animals. And Noah followed all these instructions to the T. He didn't cut corners. He didn't say, well, God, can I make it just a little shorter? I don't have, like, the wood's so far away. Can I just, you know, shorten it up a little? And that's one thing. He just followed these very specific instructions because he had so much faith. And because of these two things, he was saved from the flood. Um, I want to go ahead and just read um, just sort of an introduction of Noah um, in Genesis 6, verse 9. It says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Um, I think it's so important, um, the way it's even phrased, walked faithfully. Um, I think it really is a call to action. Walking is, you know, you're moving from one place to another place. Noah's walking with faith. He's not just sitting there and being like, I'm faithful, God. I'm going to sit in church and be faithful. I love that he moved with his faith. He allowed his faith to move him. And it's what saved him from the flood was his faith. So, let's just say, look at this. The disciples, this is what they end up doing. They'll spend years working on building a kingdom that they can't see or other people can't see. Yeah. Every day, follow instructions. Right. Live a holy life. Yeah. And the other one is saved by their faith. Mm. Right? Just like Noah was. Right. Yeah. Um, continuing on, I love what um, Noah, he, when he's on the ark, um, I just want to give a thing, you know, the Bible wasn't very clear in how long it took him to build it. It was clear in how long he was in the ark. Yeah. He was in it for over a year. Wow. The floodwaters came down for 40 days. They rose up, but then they just sat there. Yeah. It wasn't an instant receding of the water. And he's just sitting there waiting. Not, no, you know, no, God's not really talking to him. And he devises a plan to figure out, okay, is, is it safe to go out? Right. He, um, he takes the, the birds, the raven goes out, and um, just keeps flying around circles above the ark and doesn't find anywhere to go. The dove goes out, and the, the first time just comes right back because it can't find anything. The second time it goes out, and it finds an olive branch, and it brings it back. So Noah's like, oh, cool, it's, it's getting better. It's a good yeah. sign. Yeah. Third time the dove goes out and stays. And he's like, okay, there must be dry land out there. Yeah. Must be time to go, right? No, God doesn't go yet. I mean, Noah, Noah doesn't go yet. He waits for God's answer. He waits for God to tell him, it's time to go. He had, you know, pretty good evidence that the water's down. It's probably safe to go. But God hadn't told him to leave yet. So he, he wasn't relying on his understanding or what he could deduce from looking around him. He was just waiting for God to give him the answer. And I think that's an important thing in our lives to 
you know, we look around, we can, you know, get, get some advice and try and figure out good things, but then we forget to wait for God to tell us where it is we need to go with our lives and actually listen to that. Um, the next part is that just remembering that he was in there for a whole year. When he comes out, the first thing that he does is he goes and praises God. He has great gratitude for being saved. He doesn't get caught up in the narrow-mindedness of um, being in that ark for an entire year. He had harsh conditions. You know, he was in there with all the animals. <laughs> Stinks, right? But as soon as he gets out... Noah goes and offers a sacrifice of the animals, builds an altar to God, and says, says thank you, God, for saving me from this flood. Yeah. And um, I think it's just so important that when we look at some sort of flood yeah. in our lives, that sometimes it's not the flood as being some sort of punishment or anything. It's saving you from something else, saving you a lot of times from ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think it's just so important to have that that faith of that big picture of, hey, I'm in this flood, I'm in this bad situation, but where where could I be? I could be somewhere else that I can't even see. Um, So it reminds me, you know, Lupe's story was, you know, she had to talk about her perseverance. She had to have faith that God was looking out for it. And it's the same thing. It's easy to look at, the, the situation right at hand and not the bigger one where it allows you room to grow and yeah. le- room to learn new things. So, um, yeah, it's just important to have that gratitude and I love how he had that big focus of his life. Um, another part about Noah is, let's go back to this one. That he was saved from the flood through those waters, his faith. If his faith didn't work, if he sat around, he would just be sitting there and he'd be dead. Yeah. Um, in in um, 1 Peter um, 2, verse 21, yeah. he tells us, the Bible tells us that the water... Now, in our baptism, symbolizes removal of dirt, or not does not symbolize removal of dirt, but pledge of a clear conscience, and that we need this faith to actually go do something every day. Not just once, though. To keep doing it, to walk in that faithfulness with your life. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys that you can have that faith every single day, to keep walking towards something, to remember that Noah had this faith to, keep, to move and it saved him, that our faith also saves us and produces perseverance through our lives. And that some things are not going to be easy and quick. Yeah. Things take years and years when we think, oh, it's just going to be over like that. I can handle that. But years pass as we are working towards something. And if we can look at that big picture and see that, then it'll help us with, with that faith. And um, at this point, I'm going to um, pass off the mic to uh, Josh Massey, who's going to finish us off, and I believe we'll be watching a little video.
taller than I am. So, yeah, like a little bit. Come on now. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> um, okay. So, I've titled mine, Fight or Flight. That is a common instinct that we all have within ourselves. It's basic. It's part of our basic inner nature. We either are going to be faced with danger and we're like, I'm going to fight this off. Bring it on. Or we're going to be like, that's a lot. Deuces. And we just, we walk away. You have both of those situations. In Genesis 6, 9, um, just as uh, Zach was saying, it says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. The reason that Noah was blessed in so many ways to be the last person standing with his family was because of his faithfulness. He knew the basics and exemplified them to others, to his family. He did something more than what others have seen. So let me explain the basics. All right. There's prayer in Acts 2.42. It kind of goes to it and it says, devote yourselves to um, the apostles' teaching. And then it keeps on going. And then at the end of it, it says, devote yourselves to prayer. Prayer is very, very important. It develops this relationship with God that allows you to really get deeper with Him. It's like growing a relationship with your best friend. If you don't talk to them, how do you get to know them? There's daily quiet times. For those that you don't know, daily quiet times are where you sit down and just open your Bible and read a little bit. You get to know a little bit more, more about God and He gets to talk to you through those times. Just like the Bereans... We need to be like that. We need to have that noble character. The noble character to change our lives by doing that daily. And loving others as God has loved you. Jesus sacrificed himself on the, on the cross for each and every one of us. And it's not even for the miracles that we're going to do, for the, the great things that we've done in our lives, but those things that, we do, that we've done wrong, those mistakes. Like for me, for example... Um, I actually got a job during the summer at uh, Carl's Jr. And at first, I was super fired up. I was like, yeah, I have a job. And then after a while, they had me doing a lot of stuff. Like at one point, I had to like sweep out a dumpster. And I was like, a dumpster? What? <laughs> you know, it's like, how does that connect to anything at all? What, what is this going to apply to our restaurant inside? So I was really confused. And then it just kind of kept on going like that. And then I, I had to do stock. I've never done that before, so I'm really, really slow. And it's not cool because there's a bunch of stuff that I have to stock. And over time, I found myself not wanting to go to work anymore. Not being grateful. Not having that heart of, I need to love everyone here by being the responsible disciple that God calls me to be. I found myself there. But, thankfully, we have a father that humbles us. Um, I actually went into work the other day, um, and she was like, she, my boss called me into her office, she talked to me, she was like, you know, um, you went kind of slow today with the stock, I need you to pick it up a little bit, and uh, just go faster, because for me, um, she's telling me, for me, I have to work when you're back there. So I can't sit down and have my lunch. I can't eat because you're taking so long back there. And for me, that impacts me. Because at that point, I'm not being an example. 
I am not doing what God asks of me. But thankfully, we had a graceful God. Noah knew the basics. He knew how to love others as he, as he was loved by God. He knew how to pray to God all the time. He knew how to sit down and read his Bible. He knew it all. And that's why God called him blameless and righteous. Every single time. It says it about four times that he did everything just as God had commanded him. There wasn't like a little, I'm going to do that like 85%. That sounds pretty good. You know, that's a B average. I'm pretty golden there. No, he asked for 100% in everything we do. 100%. Do, do that. Um, at this point, I have a little video for, for you guys. Um, and, and it's going to talk a little bit about this um, fight or flight. what seems to be ordinary decisions. These ordinary decisions can seem so small in the grand scheme of things, but his choices today ultimately change his entire future, and the future of everyone he loves. Will today be the day he chooses to follow God, or will he continue to follow his fear? Will today be the day that he chooses to stand up for someone who cannot stand up for themselves? To give up the extra in his life for someone who doesn't have enough. To break the addictions that have held him captive for years. To invest in his kids instead of his job. To trust in God instead of his money, his career, his habits. You see, fear is winning in Norman's life. He wants to do the amazing, the incredible. But he is terrified of the unknown. Terrified of losing control. This fear is paralyzing, and Norman cannot move. He cannot move into action and take chances. This fear makes him settle for what is second rate. Just like Norman, you too have a decision to make. Which one will you let win in your life? Your fear? Or your faith? I got a spotlight. Okay. Fight or flight. Ezekiel 37, chapters, uh, chapter 37, verses 1 through 3 says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of, the, of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very... He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Faith isn't taking a step where you know what's going to happen. Faith is taking a step when you don't know. To be faithful means to do those little things to be able to do the incredible things. The basics. It means... That we can trust God so much that even in circumstances like the one that Lupe experienced, we can still be faithful. Because He loves us. He loves us more than anything. We are His prized uh, possession. 
Ezekiel chapter uh, 37, verse 9 through 10. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into the slain and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. God can literally bring people back to life. Right before that, he put tendons on their bones. In the first scripture, it was just a bunch of dry bones. Imagine a desert. You see those skulls, you know, and you're like, that's funky. All right, that's a cool design. But it's a bunch of dry bones. And he put flesh and tendons. And then he put breath inside of them so that they could walk like us. They can be exactly like us. And he can do that for you. At this point, you might be feeling in your, in your walk, you know, I haven't been doing as much for God as I could do. I haven't been doing enough of my, my prayer to God. You know, they've been pray- I've been praying here and there. God, please help me in my day today, today. Please bless this food. Bless the hands that made it. I love you so much, God. Those are awesome prayers. I love it. But there's more to you. There's more in the heart that needs to be released. Come on, Josh. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 11 through 14. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Lord says, my people. I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I'll bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done, declares the Lord. He wants to do incredible things with you. As an instrument. He wants you as his chosen instrument. Just like he chose Paul. You can do amazing things with God. But we can only make that happen. Through faithfulness and basics. Through prayer. Through reading our Bibles on a daily basis. If we sway from that. How do we know what God wants from us? How can we figure that out? It's like walking blindly and be like. I know where I'm going. Mm, I can feel the earth around me. You can't do it. A blind man can't lead another blind man. Have sight through God. For God can bring you back to life. He can change your life. And He can change other people's life through you. So I want to challenge you. What will you do? We all have a basic instinct. Fight or flight. I challenge you to challenge that instinct. Choose fight. Because there is a war around us. We're in the middle of it. It's not just kind of like off in the distance. Like, oh, hey guys. You guys are having fun over there. No. it's We're in the middle. It's happening everywhere around us. In your workplace. For campus. In our schools. Yeah. Everywhere. In your own family. With your children. Yeah. Everyone needs God. And at times they don't even know it. If we succumb to fear, we'll allow Satan to just envelop us. Take this hold, this foothold that drags us back so far that we can't get back up. But, 
if we choose to fight, God will change this earth. He will make disciples of all nations. He will make something truly amazing happen in our lives. So I challenge you. I plead to you. Choose God. Because He will work in your life. To God be the glory.